0: Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills.
1: Sometimes when you come to church, a service can change your life. You want to say, Lord, change my life tonight in a good way by this service tonight. It might be one of those nights where you change my life forever. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you, we praise you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. Tonight I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 15. And we are continuing our in-depth study on delusions. So you can call my message more delusions. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, more delusions. Now, the wisest person who ever lived was Jesus. Amen. Amen. The cleverest person who ever lived was Jesus. Amen. The most anointed person who ever lived was Jesus. Amen. The one whose influence on the world is greatest is Jesus. One whose words have resounded through the centuries is Jesus. No one can be compared to Jesus. Nothing can be compared to Jesus. Paul cannot be compared to Jesus. James cannot be compared to Jesus. Peter cannot be compared to Jesus and the things he said cannot be compared to Jesus so whenever we look at the words of Jesus we are looking at the words of God who became a, who became a man so we must take even more interest The most important part of your Bible is the part typed in red. In fact, if your Bible doesn't have the red, it's not a good Bible. You can take that to the bank. If your Bible doesn't have it in red, the words of Jesus in red, it's not a good Bible. And you are not a mature Christian. Did Paul not say he was the chiefest of sinners? Now how do you compare him with Christ? And what he said with what Christ said? There's no comparison. The only reason why we read and listen to what Paul said was because we we know and believe that he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he was moved by the Holy Spirit. He himself, at a point, he, when he was speaking, he said, this one is from me, it's not from the Lord. Uh-huh. Peter is the one who deserted Christ. We cannot compare his words with the words of the Son of God who came and gave his life for us. That's why Jesus didn't bother to write it himself. He didn't tell anybody to write it. He just spoke it. And then they wrote it. <laughs> and we are still reading it. People are printing. It doesn't have copyright, but people are printing. It's, it's what we call the open domain. Everybody can have it. And they are making them in versions, different versions of what Jesus said, different ways. It's wonderful. Amen. So, Jesus' words are the most powerful words ever spoken. I believe, for instance, that this story, maybe Jesus was with just a few people and was telling them that a certain man had two sons. Just, and from the day that he said those words, it has never been forgotten. We are saying them and repeating them again in Kolegono in Ghana, 2,003 years later. Is it not a wonderful thing? Others take their time to type, to write through the night. Type it. Correct it. Edit it. But Jesus knew that even if we say his words, even with variation, God, there's power in it.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and it has been shown that the Bible is the most accurate piece of literature that exists in the world. In fact, if you discard the Bible, claiming that it's not accurate, you have to discard every other kind of historical literature. Because it's more accurate by about a hundred times than the the most, uh, than the nearest piece of literature you can get. So, whenever you read your Bible, you come to John. Luke Matthew Mark you've come to the highlights of the Bible have you heard sports highlights highlights of the Bible highlights mean that there are things going on and the highlights the main parts you can stay with the words of Jesus and you'll be okay you'll be blessed you'll be healed you will know the truth in fact jesus's words are so true that we often don't like them because it's so true and we know that it's true because when you read the words of jesus you come face to face with your ugliness this story of the prodigal son almost all of us are in a story But we all thought it was a bad boy who smokes and drinks, who left his father's house and has come back. It's a story of somebody who went on a journey, and all of us have been on various journeys. Amen. It's the story of somebody who went on a journey. Sometimes a journey of your mind. Sometimes a journey of life. A journey into various things. And that's what it is. And, and 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 it shows the two sides, two sons, two sides to everything. You think everybody is bad? No. If you think everybody is not happy, there are some very happy people. If you think everybody is bad, there are some very good people. The younger of them said to his father, give me, but the older one didn't say anything. So you think if everybody is asking for the wrong thing, some people are not praying such prayers. If you think everybody is praying for beloved, for husband, for this, for wife, for this, for that, no. There are people who are praying for anointing, for Holy Ghost, for the power, for wisdom. Yeah, Not everybody is carnal. That's why when I preach, I still get some people to do the work of God. Yeah, there's always a selection. Hallelujah. So, once again, we are coming to more highlights from the Word of God. And also, we are starting the topic delusions because delusions is, a delusion is something you believe in spite of contrary evidence. And it is important because... um, I realize that many of us go on journeys, and today I'm not going to be preaching for long, I think, but so I want you to listen very carefully because you'll be in the preaching. Amen. Now, if, even if I don't mention your name, you are in, in there. Yeah. Amen. Even if I don't mention your name, you are in it. In it. In it. When I say in it, I say in it. Hallelujah. So, a delusion is something you believe in spite of evidence that what you believe is not true. It means you are deluded or you have a delusion. Alright? The reason why it is important, and it's a little different from just a deception, is because you can be deceived about something because... You haven't been taught but when you are deceived and then a lot of explanations are brought and reasons and evidence and so many things are brought up to show you why what you believe is not the right thing or is wrong and still you are bent on believing what you believe then you have a delusion that is a step further now, another reason why it is important is because it is a sign of mental illness. In mental illness, especially in schizophrenia, which is madness. You know, I remember one time my lecturer, I was using the term schizophrenia, and he said, uh, he said yeah, that is madness. You are bonkers. I mean, he just said, it means you are mad. Those are mad. Those people are mad. And one of the signs of madness is when you believe in something in spite of contrary evidence that what you believe is the opposite. In fact, like you may believe that you are actually in London. When every... How many of you believe you are in London? How many believe that this is London? You get it? But now if, let's say, Pastor Oko says he is in London... Because when he comes on the stage, he is in London. This is London. Where is London? Here. <laughs> the breeze is cool on me, so this is London. Then, we can say that we are now questioning whether he is normal. Because he's insisting that, are you sure this is London?
2: I'm very sure because I'm around white men.
1: White men, where are the white men? There are four white men,
2: one, two, three, and four.
1: Are we white men or we are brown men? You are white,
2: pure white.
1: So, now how many of you think we are in London? He thinks we are now. How many don't think you are in London? Where are we? But he thinks we are in London. All these people say that we are in in, in London. They are
2: all wrong and I am right.
1: So you immediately, and, and that's how mad people talk. They insist that it's right. Everybody thinks otherwise and they think that it's right. And that's what we call a delusion. And it's a very important symptom of madness. Now, the angels often think we are mad when we are doing this. It has been explained. Do you understand that? Look, this thing, this is going to lead to this. And it's explained with a lot of preaching and on and on and on. And still, we are going in another direction. And the angels sit back and they wonder what is wrong with these people. Now, this boy, the prodigal son, must have been under a delusion which we talked about last week where he went on a journey thinking there was something somewhere that was not where he was and because of his conviction that he was going to get something happiness, pleasure, whatever that he could not have in his father's house as his father's son he went on a long journey Bible says and his father divided unto them his living and not many days after, the youngest son took his journey into a far country. He realized that he wanted to go as far as possible from the father's house. And God sometimes wonders why we want to go as far as possible from our father's house. Are you listening to me? And there, let's read it. And a certain man, Luke 15, verse 11. Let's all read it. Okay, let's read it. Or let's all read it together. Okay. A certain man had two sons. Anytime, listen, anytime you are looking for any of these kind of stories, you find them in Luke. They are not in the other, it's not in Matthew, Mark, John. They don't have time for such things. This Luke who had the stories, this kind of story. The, the man going to Jericho and the Lazarus and the rich man and so on. Luke is the one who wrote all those stories down. You get it? You can't find them in the other places. All right? So Luke, all right, he says... And he said, man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him father I have sinned against heaven and before thee and I am no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy hired servants and he arose and to his father but when he was yet a great way up his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said unto him father I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found, and he began to make merry. Amen. Now very briefly tonight, These delusions, uh, the next delusion I'm really sharing with you about is the delusion about being wrong. You know, there is a delusion that seems to bother all of us. And the delusion is the delusion that I am not wrong or I can't be wrong about something. Do you get it? Especially when the thing that I am wrong about is something I've been wrong about for a long time. Are you listening to me? You see, most of us are under that delusion. That's why I say that this guy, he's one of the you see, I would say that if I have to choose between two people, I'll choose the prodigal, what we call the prodigal son, or Badis for I will choose him. Because although we all don't apparently look like this boy, he wasted his substance on rather than when the elder son came, he said, This is your son who has wasted his substance with harlots and so on. We, we immediately when you a prodigal son, it's like harlots wasting substance and so on. You know, but most of us are wasting our opportunities. Most of us are wasting our lives away. Most of us are not really doing the will of God most of us are not taking the opportunity that we have in our churches and in our lives most of us are waiting for something to happen before we realize what we have are you listening to me so you realize that there is a delusion about the fact that we are right you understand when we are often wrong And most of us think that we are right. In fact, we mostly think that we are right and we are righteous. Mostly. And especially when you are young, you have that delusion. That's why this guy is admirable. Because most young people don't think that they are wrong. Anyway, till so certain things happen. When certain things happen, then you realize that, you know, well, my idea. about you said that I'm now beginning to understand certain things. You know, certain things that my father used to say. Certain things that my mother used to say. My mother used to say this thing. My father used to say this. I'm beginning to see why they were saying that. In fact, due to certain experiences that I've had, I really understand what so-and-so was saying. But there is a strong delusion about... Being wrong. Somebody wrote a, a book called I Was Wrong. A very fat book. A preacher. He used to preach about a lot about prosperity, about money, about so many things. He wrote a book and said I was wrong. You know, I don't want to discourage you, but I want you to know that Most of the time, most of us are most of the time wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Okay, you let's go back a bit. How many have realized we were wrong about a lot of things in the past? Now, you are raising your hand now. But there, just as you had a lot of things that you were wrong about today as we are moving there are a lot of things that you are thinking, moving with having a certain idea do you get what I'm saying? and soon you may come to a place and say hey I was wrong in the year 2003 so that means that if in the year 2008 you will sit down and somebody will be preaching, they ask you how many of you realize that you were wrong then you raise your hand, it means that now you are wrong wrong most of the time. When I look back in my life, I realize that I've been wrong about so many things. You see, when you realize that you're wrong, you become very cool and you become humble. You know, there's a certain arrogance that just flies away from you. There's a certain confidence that goes and your trust is in the Lord. When they ask you, what are you going to do tomorrow? You have seen, you see, like me, I was driving one time and I turned to the people around and I said that in 30 minutes, we will be in Tamale. It wasn't true at all. I've been there when I said in 30 minutes, I'll be somewhere. And in 30 minutes, I was in a forest. I was wrong. That's why the Bible says you should say, by the grace of God, if the Lord permits tomorrow or in 30 minutes time I'll be at a place that's what you should say and not uh, tomorrow look I'll see you tomorrow okay on the 20th of October uh, we'll have a meeting we start at 8 we'll end at 12 then the 21st we'll have another meeting we'll go for lunch we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do that You can easily be wrong about that. So there's a certain arrogance that goes and a certain softness that comes when you realize, I was wrong. I can be wrong. I was wrong and it's likely that I am wrong now. That is why the best thing is not to see wrongs in other people. That's why the Bible says, why... Considerest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. So he wrote a, a, a long book, and the book was entitled, I Was Wrong. I Was Wrong. I Was Wrong. And I, I would like to change that to, I Am Wrong. Hmm. Because, I and I'm not saying that everything that we are doing is right, wrong, this, that, and so on. But, you see, we don't know everything. We don't know everything. And we are not meant to know everything. We will never know, even when we are. You know, the last time I was in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Kenneth Hagin was coming to preach. You know, then I was watching him, you know, when he came from the back of the stage. And there. I remember some years ago when he said he had read the bible 150 times and this and that and that as he sat there he was wait, he was waiting he was going to preach he was turning his bible he was checking his watch and i thought to myself what is he checking again from the bible but by the age of 82 or 83 I'm sure he knows everything he has been preaching. He's been a man of God, a prophet, a servant of God at the age of 80, 83, 84. What's he checking still? <laughs> then, when he was preaching, he said, you know, I've been wrong about some things. The Lord has been correcting me about a whole lot of things in the last two years or something. He meant He said something to that effect. And I said, Wow, Lord is correcting you. What's the Lord correcting you about? And then what about us? What will happen to the rest of us if He's correcting you? Hmm. So there is a certain I say when we read this story, you see, that's the spirit of the Pharisee. The Pharisee assumes he knows the opinions of God, and then he also assumes he knows the individuals whom the message is about. You, imagine, you see, as I was preaching about prodigals, prodigal you are thinking about a bad person somewhere, somebody who's left his father's house, somebody who smokes, somebody who drinks, somebody who deals in drugs, somebody, but not about yourself. You see, and a Pharisee can rarely see himself in the preaching. Rarely. It's difficult to see yourself in the preaching. Far to see. That's what Bishop Nick used to call them far to see. The Pharisees used to call them far to see, and the Sadducees, sad to see. It takes them a long time to see, and when we see the Sadducees, we are sad to see them. So, the notion that what you are sure about, very sure about, can be wrong so soften the hearts of the average christian and cool you down when you are weeding people out ruling people out and ruling people in because as you are criticizing somebody who is your stepmother And you are saying, my stepmother is something, something, something. You know not how it may be that thou also shall be a stepmother one day. And then you say to yourself, me, I will never marry somebody who has a child. But you may not know how you may be 37 years old praying for a husband. the only person who will come. Is Jack Toronto with two daughters? You may not have, you may not know how it will be in the day that you see Jack Toronto and Jack Toronto will propose to you and say, Hey, will you marry me? You now. Na- you won't even look at. At first, you used to look at his nose. At first, you used to look at the height and measure whether he's tall or short and how he speaks and what school he went to and his mother and his father and his this and his that. But now, once he's wearing trousers, once he's wearing trousers, you say, My brother, you know something. Let me pray about it, but you can. Start thanking God. (laughs) Oh, yes. And then in the day that you become a stepmother, especially a stepmother of girls who know how to quarrel and criticize and fight. I was talking to one young man. He said, my mother died when I was young. And he said, We had a stepmother. She came when I was, I think, 10 years old or so. And he said, Me, I didn't see anything wrong with her. She was just a, another mama. But the people in the house, they started to scratch her, fight with her. He said, At a point, she had to leave. He said, Me, I didn't see anything wrong. Because a lot of boys, they don't see a lot of things. about them she's there in the house she's cooked she's there what is the problem but the girls it was not like that eh when our mother was here is that how you treat them is comparing look at, the, look at how much she's giving to us how much she's giving to her children hey look at the press that she bought for me is that what she would do for her home daughter when her child is in school is that what she does for her this is a nurse, a nurse, a nurse, a nurse. Hey! not going to be easy at all not going to be easy at all for you now you are Mrs. Turundu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some of you criticize pastors. Uh, because you are not yet a pastor. Even we preaching. So. We've heard this message before. And with this. And that. And that. The day that you climb the pulpit, stand there. That is the that is the day your harvest will begin. All the things you have said and thoughts and your thoughts will start to come back. That's why some of you are afraid to be pastors because of your thoughts and the way you are. So I, 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 I believe that the ability to say, you see, in fact, to, to accept that I have been wrong. I mean, if, if, like, can, can, I have, can I have been wrong? Not that can I be wrong, but can I have been wrong? Like I've been wrong all this time, I've been wrong. You see, because when you've been wrong for a long time, right, it's more difficult to make a U-turn. One day I was advising some people. One of them had a, this about a problem. I said, well, this is a good advice that I want to give you. This one had had a problem for two years. This one had a problem for one year. This one had had a problem for five years. This one had a problem for 10 years. This one had had a problem for 12 years. After I was advising I realized that those who have had a problem for a shorter time were more amenable to the advice. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that those who have had a problem for a short time, you get it? You understand what I'm saying? Change quickly. They, they, they accept the flow. But you see, when you've been wrong for a long time, hush it's difficult to believe that you've been wrong for such a long time. And, and, and that is too painful to come to that conclusion that I have been wrong for a long time. In fact, and that is, you see, that is the thing that this boy was able to do. He said he took his jet in those days where we don't fly. When you take a journey to a far country, we are talking about a, far, a journey time. Maybe it took him years to get there. And it's like I've been wrong for a long time. Long time. And not only for a long time, for a long journey. All the moves. In other, and another thing is that to accept that all the series of moves... I have made all are wrong. It's becoming more difficult. Because all these moves are wrong moves. And it's not just a move. it's a, it's a It took a journey. Oh, man. You see, this and that. And, and you see, when you present people who have been wrong for a long, 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 long time with a change, they are the most deluded and they will defend their position with strength. That's That's why we preach often to younger people. Most of the people here are young. Elderly people, you have to be a certain way before you will easily change. It's not easy to change as you grow older. If you are saved now, thank God, because the window whereby you may be saved gets smaller and smaller as you grow older. Even the ability to change, it gets smaller and smaller as you grow older. The older you are, the less changeable you are. There is a proverb, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So all my moves were wrong. All this time is wrong. And then, that where I am now is very wrong. (laughs) I shouldn't be there. It's another amazing thing to come to that. Where I am it's a wrong thing. I am in a wrong place at the wrong time and it's all wrong and I have to change everything. Hey! It's difficult. It takes a very great person to make a 10. I'm telling you. To make a U10. Look, me, I have come, as I'm, as I'm going on, I've come to see that things that I have criticized are good later. And I've also come to see that things that I've criticized. I am now the one doing the thing I criticized. Who has experienced that before? Yeah.
2: But to start, you see,
1: anybody who is is if somebody tells you that you are argumentated, don't be happy anymore. Because it's not a good thing Somebody somebody argues. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. One day I went to preach somewhere. I preached powerfully on the first day. They were so happy but i didn't know that it was a political church you don't know the church don't start thinking about you don't know the church <laughs> yeah you don't know you don't know you don't know <laughs> so when i finished preaching the pastor said we were so blessed that he said to me because it was not a sunday It was a weekday. He said, you know, this message should have been preached on Sunday. And his wife also said, this message should have been preached on Sunday. It was such a powerful message. I sat down with them. We ate. Bye-bye. And I went. I was coming back the next day. The next day when I got back, when I got there, As soon as I entered the pastor's office, I felt there was something a little different. Nobody was really... I just knew that there's something... I thought maybe some quarrel has happened internally, but I didn't know that I was the... I was the source of the problem. Just wondering. So as I sat there then, suddenly the pastor pulled his chair. He said, there's something that we need to talk to you about. I said, me? I said, yeah, you. <gasps> it wasn't easy for me that night. They dressed me down.
2: <sighs>
1: why did you say this? If you knew that this, then that, and that, because of this, and that, and that, that's why you said that. Then the wife also started. Yes, if it had been something from your heart, we would have understood, but it was not from your heart. It was this, 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 that. Oh! I said, they just, I was shocked as they were talking, I said, I'm sorry. You see, I could have defended myself and explained point, but I said, I'm sorry.
2: And then, you see, and I
1: said, Madam, you know what? Because the woman was coming to tear me into pieces. I said, listen, Madam, I said, listen, listen, listen. I didn't come here to destroy your church. I didn't come here to spoil your church or do anything wrong to your church. I'll come to minister. Where I minister, the people are blessed. Usually, I'm invited over and over and over and over. If you look, you see that when I go, they, they always say, come back. I said, please. I didn't come to spoil your church. I am sorry. What I've said was wrong. I Forgive me. Uh, I said it was wrong. Uh. And, and when I said it was wrong, I meant it. I agreed, I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said this, I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have said that, sorry. No, my normal preaching. The church was happy-flowing, but you see, depending on the type of church, you have some churches where the pastor, somebody calls him, you know, why do you allow this guy, who does he think he is, this guy, this guy, I have some places like that, In fact, I've decided not to preach at such places. I know some places, that when I go and I preach after they all call the pastor and say, you know, this guy is a young boy, who does he think he is, you just allow him to come and stand here, he doesn't respect this and that and that. So I don't want such places anymore. right it's too political. I said, I beg you. Then I said, please, I'm sorry. It's true. It's true. And I was going to preach after that. They faced me squarely. And I was going to preach. So when I, when I got on stage, I was Lord, find a message somewhere. I didn't know what message to preach. So when I was preaching, I said to the call, you know, sometimes when we are preaching, we say things that are wrong. Maybe yesterday I said something, please forgive me. Oh yeah? Because I was, I was wrong about some of the things I said. Maybe the ones I even thought I was right, I was also wrong. I don't, maybe I'm not yet been revealed to me. <laughs> I saw somebody criticizing Muslims. I said, you know, you may go to heaven and see Muslims there. I don't know. You just, shh. You see something? Just be quiet and be moving. You believe in Christ? Believe and be moving. You may be surprised to go and see something in heaven, and you find out that you are wrong about something. Just be coolly moving on your way, and just I beg you. Huh. Hey, we went to the church today. They told us that Muslims are going to heaven, and most of us. Please listen, listen to, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that you can easily be wrong. About a whole lot of things. You can easily be wrong. You can easily be wrong. Just learn to be quiet and learn not to argue. Because in the day that you discover, you like this boy. You see when he was. I mean, you see when he was with pigs. As he was sitting on the floor like that, and he saw pigs. He
2: said, <laughs>
1: Something okay that Maybe, maybe, maybe there is something wrong. Maybe the and some of us it takes a long time to see. You have to be here. Is that had a pig make the noise? <coughs> eating what he's eating. The. Oh Before you can see. He said. And when he came to his senses. But you don't need to see pigs before you come to your senses. I'm telling you. You don't need to see pigs. Learn it now. Look. How right can clay be? Clay. Grass. He so said you are Grass grass that withers and the flower that fades. Already we are fading. Even young people, when you look at your face, you can see. If it's not for the mercy of God, nobody will marry you. You can see that. Yeah. You are not yet old, but the way things are going, except the grace of God, you can easily miss you of the flower of your day. <laughs> you can easily be wrong. You can easily be wrong. Have I been wrong? Have I been wrong? Are you wrong about the person you are in a relationship with? (laughs) Even the person you've married, maybe it's wrong. Only that you can't reverse it. (laughs) The course you did, the course you did, the course you did, the school you went. <laughs> the decisions you've taken in your life, the people you sucked from your life, and those were the good ones. You say <coughs> Have I been wrong about my attitude all this time? About the work of God and about the way I am in the church and they laugh and they joke with me and they try always to tell me, but I have also a way of laughing. And that. Perhaps you are so wrong and so far. Far. Jesus once met somebody and said, you are not far from the kingdom. That means you can be far or you can be near. He told the man, you are not far from the kingdom. You are not far. You can be far. Physically, you are standing here, but you are far. I tell you, you can easily be wrong in life. Decisions, steps, moves. Could it be that 17 moves, when you go straight, you turn left? When you turn left, you go straight. Each one was a further complication of the first mistake. Look, let me tell you something. Be ready to make you tense in life. You tense. One taxi driver in Kumasi. They asked the, he was taking one of our pastors somewhere. The pastor said, why are you doing that? He said, oh, taxi there. It is a police car. <laughs> And to me try U, and to me try C, and to, to, and to me try S, and to me parking you a baby, ah. to say a police car. You must be ready to be a police car, and try the C or the U if necessary. you have followed accounting for years, but only because people have seen you doing ACCA Level One, ACCA Level Two, ACCA Level Three, and you are on Level Three ah, for twelve years. Still,
2: still,
1: become a police car, put the tape, in it, and then just go back. <laughs> Sometimes I see some brothers, I don't understand them. (laughs) I want to marry this sister, but she she, she doesn't want to marry me.
2: Ah. I'm in Canada. Ah. Where
1: is your siren? Where is your siren? Put it on top of the car. Pay me, pay me, pay me. Off you go. Wait till somewhere and you you are crying (laughs) and you are a fool, you are a fool. I don't don't call your name but you are a fool. of you sisters, you are waiting for Jack Toronto for a long time. He has traveled somewhere. You are waiting. He's gone. You can see that he's not coming properly. He's not writing the letters well. He's not, And still you are forcing that this man, and maybe he has even gone to marry somebody and he's telling you that it's because of papers but it's not the real whatever and this is still you are forcing something. Oh, you. Put your, look, the siren, they put it inside, you put it on top like that,
2: penny, 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 off!
1: Some of you are trying to change somebody and you cannot change him. You will knock your head until you are bleeding trying to change somebody that you cannot change. Husband is trying to change the wife. An unchangeable. Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.13 Who can make that straight which he has made crooked? who unchangeable and you are using your energy to spoil your forehead and bleed man, woman trying to change man husbands are one of the most unchangeable groups Unchangeable, unchange. So I ask a sister, "Is he, Does he come to church? Oh no, but he will come. Oh, male, he won't come. If he, if he doesn't come now, he won't come after. Does he come? Also, he will come. No, 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 no. Only God can change. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will convict of sin of righteousness. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts people. That's why there are some places I don't even bother to go and preach. I said, "Me, I have sown seeds in your life. I went for a passage. They thought I was coming. I was going to be there for, uh, till midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You see, but I have grown beyond that. So when we started the meeting, 9 o'clock. The meeting was supposed to start at 7. We were delayed. So we ended up starting at 9. 9.13, I closed my Bible, said, they were looking at us. oh yeah, wait, I don't have anything more to say, I have sown the seeds in your life, I have preached to you, thousand messages, tapes, this, that, that, I cannot change you, you are all looking at me, unchangeable, unchangeable, unchangeable uh, uh, people, I won't change, I'm not going to try to change something I cannot change, I put my distance on the table, penny, penny, off, I went to my house, that's all. Mending. Listen. Then the boy said something which a lot of people are also suffering from. He said, I will arise. I will go to my father's house. In other words, I will reverse. It's possible to reverse a lot of things. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. A lot of things are reversible. Reversible. They make clothes. You can wear the in or the out. I I had a coat like that. The inside is kente and the outside is black. So when I want to wear the kente, I put on it the other way. When I want to wear the black, I put it the other way around. Reversible. A lot of things are reversible. Reversible. One, two, three, four, you can reverse. A lot of journeys. A lot of journeys. There are a few irreversible journeys. When you take, it's too far. But there are many reversible journeys. And the boy said, you know, it's late, but it's not too late. I've lost, but I've not lost everything. I'm broke, but I can go back. My shoes. You know, the boy didn't have shoes. When he got to one of the first things his father did was to give him shoes. I'm broke, but I can still go back. I'm suffering from pig pigworm and hookworm and tapeworm, but I'm going back. I'm tired, but I'm going back. I've been a fool, but I'm going back. I'm broke, but I'm going back. I've been an idiot, but I'm going back. People are going to laugh at me, but I'm going back. Let me tell you, some of the greatest people in this world are people who are ready to have somebody laugh at them. Most of us, are. one of the things we Cherish most of all is our self esteem and you know for our dignity for people not to look down on us at all and for the fact that hey is that you hey come and see if it were not for your pride you see like Ghana, if it were not for our pride, what they call national pride. It's, it's one of the greatest hindrances. Can you imagine if they elected me as a president? And when I came, I said, my agenda is to return Ghana to colonial rule. I said, I'm going to put Ghana back under the British government. It's going to be an island. British army should come. British pound should come. They should come and develop roads. They should buy the land. Ghana will become an oasis, an island of everybody will be trying. We will be closing all our borders. Cote d'Ivoire, the Burkinabis, and the Nigerians, and the Beninese, and all of them will be trying to come here. I said, so Our currency is now pound. White man, come and lead us. How can it be? How? How on earth can it be? It will never be. It will never happen until Jesus comes. Because of something called national pride. I'm telling you, there are countries, eh, which are like, if you go to the islands, they are still like the Falkland Islands. It's Britain. Even though it's in South America, it's Britain. They use their currency and everything. America has islands they own. A brother was telling me who, who lives in Australia. He was telling me about the different islands. He said, there are two islands. One is owned by America and one is... The American island is very different from the other island. The other one is a Mulliganos island. Everybody is trying to come to the American island where they use U.S. dollar. Look at, look at, the, look at the city. Look at the Ghanaian city. Look at the Ghanaian city. Eh? Pastor Prince... You just paid your uh, uh, student loan. How much did you pay? Seventy-two
2: thousand.
1: And how much did you borrow? About three hundred and twenty thousand. Three hundred in what year? Nineteen ninety-three. Nineteen ninety-three. I yeah, will show you foolishness, but you just watch it. Don't tell anybody I told you. When he was in school in nineteen ninety-three, he borrowed. He had a student loan amounting to three hundred and what? 320. I'm talking about our pride. Our pride is so much that it is like the greatest barrier to help. It's the greatest barrier to salvation. It's the greatest barrier. To... That's why pride is such an evil thing. God will see a fornicator and say, I like you because you are humble. That's why sometimes people who are so bad and so on, they are often more appealing to God. Remember, I'll come back to this story. You remember the guy who went to pray? One of them said, I'm a sinner, I'm this. And the other one said, look, I fast three times a week. If if you fasted three times a week, I mean, which pastor wouldn't like to have a church member who fasts three times? He said, I tithe. Which pastor wouldn't like to have pastors who tithe? He said, I don't extort from anybody. Who? Which pastor wouldn't like to have genuinely honest people? Yet Jesus said, this man who said, I'm a sinner, have mercy on me. He is not acceptable to God. Because although you do all those things that you can name, you get it. You are still filthy. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. Including the elder boy who was in the house, who never went on a journey. He is also wrong. He was also wrong in his house. And when he came out, you can see from his attitude that he was wrong. He said, I'm not coming into the party. I'm not going there. This guy who is wasted, western lot this and that, he had details. He said, I'm not going there. But the father which represents God had to come outside and talk to him and say, my friend, you are also wrong. Come into the party. Humble yourself. Your brother was lost. He's found. He's blind. He's now cake. I can see. Even the elder boy was wrong. But you don't know. But our pride. Yeah, God. But you see, sometimes when you are down, when you are down, you don't have any self-respect again. Pastor Prince borrowed 320,000 cities in 1993. And he just paid and something thousand back, student loan. You see, in the year three, in the year 1993, when we bought this building, just around the time, one dollar was 350 CDs. So, 350,000 was $1,000. That's how much he borrowed. Do you see? So, he actually borrowed about $1,000. So, now he pays $600 thousand back and by the bank calculation on the interest they've given him interest of more than hundred percent do you see which is like i mean you can't say hundred percent i mean there's no interest which is hundred percent anywhere but just so that you know because it's really thousand or or ten thousand percent but we can't say because we feel shy our city is so useless so he paid his loan back of six hundred thousand which is not even hundred dollars Although he bought $1,000, he's paid just about $70 or $60 back. And the money sounds more, but it's actually far. He has cheated the, the country. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. That's a snit loan. That's a snit loan. Because we don't use the dollar, Do you get it. The real thing that we should, because of our pride. So every, that's, why, that's why if you do business in Ghana, yeah, pray for business. When I see people doing business, I see. one day I saw a lady, I said, what work do you do? She said, I sell provisions. I said, no. I, said I said, do you make profit? She my I said, no, I don't make profit. So how do you eat? My husband gives you money. So, so why are you doing it? He said, I'm just doing something. <laughs> because almost every business does not make profit. But for us to take the dollar and say, it's, when I went to Panama, Panama is not America. It's a different country, but their currency is U.S. dollar. It's the most prosperous America, South American country. And here we are with our CD. You see that the thing, we don't even know the value. We don't even know the real value of it. They will massage it and be playing 9,000, 8,000 something. So really, a lot of us, they mention our salaries, big, 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 but actually we are paid $25 a month. Yes, actually. So let's know the reality. Actually, we are paid $100. We are paid $50. Uh, you see, pride is the great, you see, how to reverse. You imagine if I went to Stanford election and I said, look, I'm announcing me, I'm taking the country back to England for them to come and redevelop for another 40, give them a lease of 40 years. Hush! You see the airport that will be in Kumasi and you will see the uh, national parks that will be there and the tourists and the hotels in this country and the airports that will be a different place in the harbor the boats and the ships and everybody will say, we want to come to Ghana because uh, it's not it's the weather but meanwhile you want really to be ruled by a white man. How many want a visa to go? Raise your hand. Aha! So that shows you, you want to go where he is ruling. But, you see, you can't say it. If you say it like that, it's like it's some way. But this boy, he said, you know, I have, I have no shoes. And I'm sure, no, there are no holes in my socks, don't worry. And I have, I'm sure if he didn't have shoes, he had no socks. So let me take off my socks. My fine, you see. <laughs> they had no shoes. And he said, I'm going back. You don't come for prayer meeting. That's why you haven't seen my feet before. Because when I come for prayer meeting, I don't wear shoes. Yes, you are, you are the unspiritual ones. And you wouldn't make you turn and come too. No shoes. Everybody's going to see him. He's a fool. If God reveals to me today that I've been a fool and I, I did not, I should have specialized and I should have done this and I should have done I will change today. Oh yeah, I will go and specialize immediately. Oh yeah, God shouldn't say it because if he says it, if he says it, it will not be good. I will go now. I mean it will be good, but if he says I will go. But most of you, you can't take such decisions. You can't change. Some of you, you went to school. This is what you learned. But that thing that you learned, it cannot help much. You learned chemistry. There is no laboratory to work. (laughs) You you, you learn chemical engineering. But the only place you can do chemical engineering is where? Liver Brothers and valko, that's all, and it's full, and it's run by white people, there's no more factory in Ghana, there are no more factories, I I say, it's a very great, you see, a delusion is that to say sorry is a lower thing, but it's a high, Jesus said, the guy who said I'm right, the guy who said, I haven't done this. I am this. I am this. He was, I don't like him. The guy who said, I'm bad. Have mercy on me. Genuinely, not that they say, you see, like how sometimes these days when people shout, mercy, mercy, they don't mean it. But really, say mercy, forgive me. Those are great people. And after I preached, remember I was telling that story. After I finished preaching, and it was very powerful that day There the Powerful miracles. In fact, so now God just has mercy on you. Powerful miracles. Anyway, I don't want to tell you much more about that. But after the wife came to me and she said, You, are all, you like to literally too much. <laughs> the years are not filled with hearing. <laughs> anyway, I'm telling you something. So the wife came to me after and said, I want you to know that I respect you far more than I ever have. From Because yesterday I preached, but she came to I want you to know that I respect you far more than I ever did. So For what? I said, sorry. That's all. And I preached. I said I was wrong. I explained to them that I was wrong. I told them, this, 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 you are right. I'm wrong. And I meant it. Finish. You like arguing too much. And you don't believe ever that you are wrong. That's why you can't be great in God's eyes. Because all of us are bad and wrong. only that we are deluded. But I like something that he said. You see, and this is the last part I want you to hear. I told you today I'm not preaching for long. He said something. He said, I will arise. How many are going to be humble from today? How many can tell somebody I was wrong? Now listen, he said, I will arise and I will go. In other words, I don't mind if a lot of people say, see that I'm wrong. And then he said, and I will say, I will say. He says, I will think, I will think, I will say to my father. Oh, I was passing through the area when I saw, I was passing in this area. You know, I was in town, you know, I came with some friends and uh, I was passing by. So I decided to come and say hello. I was I was in the area. I, I left my shoes at a what do you call it? But I was in the area. <laughs> I was in the area. And I was I was on my way. And then I you know I, I yeah, I visited a friend and I decided to so the old man is here, so I've come to just oh, I'll arise and when I go, I won't say anything, I'll just come and I'll just see what they will say. I mean, I, I don't know how they, how, the, how the flow will be. I'll just come around when I see. Oh, yeah. Daddy, yeah. Uh, how, how's it? It's, it's a long time. Oh. Oh, it's good to be back home. It's good to see you. No, he said I will arise and I will go and I will say, Father, I have sinned. Not, 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 not uh, another one. He said, I'll go back to my father, I'll go to the house and then I'll say, Father, we need to talk, we need to sit down and talk because a lot of water has passed under the bridge, you know, a lot of things have happened you know, a lot of things have happened we need to talk, you and I Daddy, you and I need to talk you and I need to talk you and I need to talk he said, I will arise and I'll go back and I will say, Father I have sinned I not you and I need to talk not that, you know, we need to discuss, but I am wrong. I, I have sinned against heaven and against thee. And then he went on to explain, and I see my real level. Now my level is down low. Not that we need to talk, no, we need to discuss, but we are all pastors, you see. God has called all of us, we are all children of God. And you see, even though you are a father, it doesn't mean you should lord it over me and so So I want us to talk, if you can call some uncles so that we can have a discussion. He said, I I have sinned. I was wrong. And I've sinned. I am this. Most of us don't say anything. Just comes out. Oh, hi. (laughs) How is my brother? I was, uh, is he around? Is he around? My brother, is he he, he around? Oh, it's it's been a long time. (laughs) So what are you into now? So I'm into computers. Okay, yeah, you know, when I travel, you know, okay, there they are more, because I have more farmland. So I was more into agraic. And, you know, I did, you know, animal husbandry and certain things. And I, I did my practicals. I did my practicals with a certain foreigner. And he was very good at, what do you call it, and so on. So now I've, I've studied, you know, I, I, I'm into schooling. So it's now I've studied, you what do you call it, and then, you know, the practical. So, Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. have you seen, is it not what happens, is this not what So I, I did my practicals with my, uh, there was one guy, you know, in that place you, you don't just do theory, you know. You know here we just do a lot of theory, but there, you know, we are into a lot of practicals, you know, there, you know, in, abroad. <laughs> abroad, where I was. You see a lot of the abroad people, when they come, that's how they talk, you know, there, you know, over there, you know, we are not like, yeah, I'm a better local no, no, they are very broke. <laughs> they will say that, you see, over there, over there, you know, it's different, you know, over there is this and over there that and abroad this and abroad that, oh, Shelly, I said Shelly, Shelly, you see, you see, in the university here, you know, we don't have computers and we don't have laboratories and so on. Over there, you know, when I was abroad, when I was in England, when I was this and that and that, you know, you know we, we do field work. And he sent him into his field to feel the way. So I'm more into field work. <laughs> I'm more into field work. <laughs> I'm into field work. I'm, I'm that type. You know, daddy has always known that I'm the practical type who likes to work. With his hands and you know i always wanted to be a vet and so i i, I was a type you know i was practically i was you know because you have to do you know over there you start from the practicals down and then you rise you know so i finished my first uh, three years so I'm, I'm moving on I mean, if daddy wants me to work here i don't mind but i mean it was it was good i think elder brother you need to have that experience too yeah. But he said, no, I'll tell the truth when I go. I will say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a damn fool. I've been a damn fool for a long time. I've been an idiot. And I sin against heaven. Not only you, but against heaven. It means against the place that sees all things. It means that, and when I read that, I was surprised. I said, but what did he do wrong? He just traveled. He just traveled. And he said, ah, what have I done wrong? I mean, Daddy gave us everything. That he said, "This you take, this you take." This. I took mine. I've traveled. I've come to visit everybody to see how everybody is. Is it not a a nice thing? I've come on holiday. I've I've come on holiday. (laughs) I've come on holiday. Daddy gave us uh, our share. I took my share. I've I've gone. I've come on holiday. What? What is wrong? But there is something wrong. But you won't say. And when they explain and explain and explain, you won't say. You see, that's how it is. You won't say, you won't agree. They were spinning, explaining, spinning, still, 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 you can't, because I want to tell you something. Me, I don't see what's wrong with it. But he knew what was going on. I don't see, I mean, my father gives me what he's going to give me, and I travel, I go and have some field experience, I go to whatever, and so on. You know, of course I have a couple of girlfriends along the way, but I mean, who doesn't? Hey, man, Charlie, look, don't try to restrict me. You get what I'm saying? Life is life is what you make it. Life is what you make it. And I mean, I'm back home. I'm coming to visit the old man and the, uh, all the family. How is mommy? How is you know, other brother? And so on. I mean, hey, man. So how is everything, man? I see you're also in the field. The brother was also in the field. So I'm, I'm just like you. you were in the field. I'm in the field. I mean, we are the same. <laughs> he went, was he not in the field? The other one was in the field. And he was also coming. And when he came from the field, was so, said, so oh, you're in the field, I'm in the field. I mean, we are the same. It's only that my luggage, you know, I lost my luggage at the airport. <laughs> my luggage didn't come, you know, that's why, you know, I don't have anything, you know. And, you know, I've got only checks, you know, and, you know, your bank doesn't work with these checks here, you know, because over there, abroad, you know, things are different.
2: <laughs>
1: but he said, you know, me, I, I, I'm, I, I'm wrong, I'm some way. Oh, if we were to be like this, eh, there would be more peace in this world. You know? But no, we will fight it out. And when they are asking you, so don't you see, you, you will still be hedging. Hedging. But learn, you see, When anytime I sense somebody is coming against me strong, I say, look, no, just take it. I am what you are saying I am. If it is possible for me to leave you, I will leave you so that you stay without the disturbance I cause. These people... These polygonal people who came to fight against. I, look, some of you don't know. Everything that I can offer, I offered them. I offered them the car park to move the wall here. They said no. I offered them the building there. They said no. I offered them the loyalty house. They said no. Then I offered them the whole car park. And they said no. Because they, you see, the government people knew that it is outrageous. Outrageous. It's insanity. The AMA boss said to me, it goes against everything that we stand for, what is happening. But I offered them, See, when I say you are so strong, you don't want us, you are so full of hatred. What is it that you want from? Have the whole car park. We will park on the street. After all, most of our cars are on the street anyway. What's the big deal? Take the car park. We will be here. We will just have the walk from here to here. And that's all. Place, they can do play football, whatever they want to do. It's okay. Hey. There be peace. They've come to break our walls. Okay, we will stay without walls. I've been here without walls for more than four years. Whenever they feel like fixing it, if they don't feel like fixing it, it's a testimony to 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 our barbarian leadership, insane leadership that has led us to that. There was a wall there, and come to break the wall in the night. Explain to me if it's normal thinking. We don't like it when you start to say such things. We don't. Ah, this is. Ah. Because you are not fully a part of. If you were fully part of us, you would understand what I did. But you are just, you are like an outsider, a semi, kind of, you are on the fence. Hanging here and there. That's why you are not really part of. That's why you stood and criticized me and said, hey, this man you should take his time. Take your time. I've taken my time. I've given them, I've given them the car park we bought with the church money. We list this guy, I said, take it. I'll give it everything back to you. Still. Because they know. What's the man's thing? That propaganda secretary. Uh no metal and all those. I said, take it. I give you. We don't, it's okay. Finish. No case. Since they went and sat on the case, white paper, we are Guineans. We are all Guineans up to now. Waiting for them. You don't know what a Ghanian is. <laughs> but anyway, he said, I will arise. That's just by the way, I will arise. And I will go back. Can you go back? Can you go back? Can you say I was wrong? Can you say, does it come from your mouth easily? When does it doesn't come easily, you are full of loaded, leaded pride. Because Satan's nature is in Lucifer abides in you. The thing that caused the fall from the beginning and the same thing that is causing the fall from today is in you. And it's called pride. And it's very ugly in the sight of God. Pride. I was once talking to a a great man of God. He said to me, several pastors, I dealt with 1,500 cases of pastoral problems. And he said, in each and every single one of this one common thread. Whenever there's a problem with a pastor, and it is one thing, it is pride. Not immorality, This that the common thing is pride. It's the common thing that runs in every problem that cannot be solved. What have you done that has not been done before? Where are you that nobody has been before? Where have you gone that nobody has gone there before? Everybody has done what you've done, and there's always a wilder version than you. That which has been, is that which shall be. That which has been done, is that which shall be done. So let's learn to be like this boy and say, I will say, I will say, I will open my mouth and say, I, not we, we were all wrong. Daddy, you made some mistakes and I made some mistakes. We all made our mistakes. But I think time has passed. So time has healed the wound. That's why I've come back. I wanted to allow some time to pass so that we could heal. You say, I have sinned. I'll retrace my steps. I was wrong about this. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about this. I was wrong about that. I want to see more of that. I want to see more in myself. I want to see more in all of us. Some of you, as you stand to speak, to criticize things. You don't know that you are going to be that thing soon. Pray for it. I tell you, pray for yourself. Because in the day when you realize that you are where, you were crossing out, You'll be very sad. Lift up your right hand, everybody. I was wrong. You were wrong. We were all wrong. Ask the Lord for his mercy. To an old rugged cross, the emblem
2: suffering as she.
1: Ecclesiastes, I will not tell you, so don't open. It says, be not righteous over much. In other words, be not over righteous. Neither make thyself overwise. wise. Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? he's saying, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 16 if you want to know, he says, don't be too righteous, I'm not that type. and he said, don't be too wise why should you destroy yourself, you actually destroy yourself when you are too righteous too good too wise why should thou destroy thyself I was preaching at a camp, I preach a lot about this, but we destroy ourselves with too much, you know I was, I was. It wasn't my fault, you know. We were arguing one day, and Father, you said this, and you know, you know. If there every problem, there are two sides to it, and you know, there is always your side and my side, and you know. Now that time has gone, and I've grown up a bit, and I'm sure you, Daddy, you have also grown up a bit, and so you understand what I'm talking about. Look, why shouldest thou be over righteous, and why shouldest thou destroy thyself? The Bible said, "There is none righteous." When somebody says something is true, take it, believe it. That is true me, I always believe it, sometimes that's my problem, I believe it too much I don't want to destroy myself, how many want to destroy yourselves, how many don't want to destroy yourself, lift your hand and ask him for his blood To pray for the grace of God to be able to go back on various journeys we've taken to undo various things we have done. Lord, keep us, keep us, give us the grace, Lord, for this life, Lord. Give us the grace, Lord. Give us the grace, Lord. Give us the grace for our lives, Lord. Oh, God, give me the grace, Lord. Give me the grace. God has grace. Before you can even say, Lord, demote me and make me a hired servant, God says, you know, I've got a higher plan for you. I say that higher plan will never materialize as long as we live in pride, in
2: pride.
0: God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.fema.org